I have been for the last several weeks singing the praises of Mark, the author of the gospel today and for the last several weeks. Uh, Mark uh, has this journalistic style that gets straight to the point and leads us there quickly. I wish he gave us more details today, however. This account from Mark of the temptation of Jesus doesn't have a whole lot of details, but it tells us some very important facts that Jesus, after he was baptized by his cousin John in the Jordan, was immediately driven by the Spirit into the wilderness where he was to fast and pray for 40 days. And he was tempted by Satan. And he was among the wild beasts and the angels ministered to him. So we get the impression from just this short passage that there was a lot that went on when you mix demons and Satan and angels and wild beasts in the middle of nowhere. Thank the Lord we have the account of the temptation of Jesus in a more complete form in both Matthew and Luke. For we know that Satan had a threefold temptation for Jesus and that he had waited, the evil one did, until Jesus had fasted and prayed for the entire 40 days. And the evil one came to the Lord when he in his physical body was weakened, which is still the way the enemy comes to us when we are weakened. And he tempts Jesus in three ways. First, appealing to his sense of hunger. If you are the Son of God, take these stones, command that they become loaves of bread. Appealing to the physicality of humanity and the needs we have in our bodies. And also tempting, to, tempting Jesus to be relevant. Imagine a ministry if Jesus went and just turned all the stones in the world to, to bread, instantly solving hunger everywhere, but that wasn't why Jesus came. And so Jesus responded to him by saying, Man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So Satan left and came back and had a different one. He took Jesus to the pinnacle of the temple in Jerusalem. People say, well, how can Satan do that? How can he just go through space? And Satan is a fallen, Satan is a fallen angel and can do that. Can go through space and time. And so he transported Jesus, who also can go through space and time because he invented and created space and time, but took Jesus to the parapet of the temple in Jerusalem and said, hurl yourself off because it is written in God's Word that he will appoint his angels to bear you in their wings lest you dash your foot against a stone. And yes, brothers and sisters, Satan knows Scripture better than we do. He was there when it was all put together and written. So thinking he can quote Scripture to the Word of God. And Jesus said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Satan was encouraging 
tempting Jesus to be spectacular, make a big scene so that everyone can see the angel swooping down. And Jesus responds by saying, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And so Satan then shows Jesus in a moment's time all the kingdoms of the world, probably from the place where he was tempted, which is traditionally on the photograph that's going to be displayed here, the Mount of Temptation overlooking Jericho. And Satan says, I will give you authority over all the nations and peoples of the world because it's been given to me. If only you will bow down and worship me. Well, Jesus knew one thing about Satan that I hope we all remember. He's a liar. He's incapable of the truth. So Jesus said, Thou shalt wor worship the Lord thy God only, and him only shalt thou serve. And so Jesus repulsed Satan three times. But we're told, I believe it's in Matthew's account, that Satan departed from him until a more opportune time. And so this is where traditionally Jesus was tempted. I've been there once uh, in the year 2000. I, I led a tour from one of my parishes uh, to the Holy Land, and uh, that is the mountain that's uh, overlooking Jericho. Jericho is the still, I guess, the lowest city on the face of the earth. It's about 800 feet below sea level. Uh, out this direction, you, there is the Jordan River, and then farther to the south, there is uh, the Dead Sea which is the lowest place on the face of the earth. The Dead Sea is 1,200 feet below sea level. And so you can see about midway up, there is a monastery. It was built in the fourth century. It's now a Greek Orthodox monastery. Uh, some of my college students actually went there. We didn't get up to it on our tour. Uh, things were pretty tense in Israel when we were there. This, incidentally, is not in Israel. This is in the Palestinian territory. And so some of my students said, we went up to the monastery, and there, was, there were a bunch of uh, monks there, and man, were they old. I said, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, this is filled with caves. There are other mountains around it. This is part of what's known as the Judean wilderness between Jericho and Jerusalem. It's also known as the Midbar, the wilderness, the place where only crazy people and wild animals and beasts and demons go. No one goes there except the Son of God who went there to fast and pray and to be tempted. He is, as Scripture tells us, like us in every way except for sin. Every temptation known to humanity, and more than that, came at him, and he held fast to who he is and did not give in to the tempter. But this is the place. That's probably about, I think, 1,400 feet, or not quite 1,400, about 1,000 feet above Jericho. 
to get from Jericho at 800 feet below sea level to Jerusalem, which is 20 or so miles away. You have to climb 3,600 feet or so. Jerusalem is at 3,600 feet above sea level. When we were there, it was 116 degrees in August, and we were drinking water and standing in whatever little shade we could find. And, and we could tell from our vantage point that there were not a whole lot of tourists going up there at 116 degrees. But that's how they make most of their money in Jericho. It's a small town. It's been devastated by, by the war there. And so that's, that's where Jesus was tempted, in that vicinity. Where are you tempted? Now, Father, that's a funny question. Oh, no, it's not. You all know where you're tempted. Not just the physical places. You know what happens to you when the temptations hit. And you know where you are. Had a lot of people, when they finally realize that they're playing right into the enemy's hands, one, one of my friends didn't realize we lived in East Texas at this time, that every time he got in his truck and suddenly had to make a business trip to Shreveport, which is 30 miles away, he had to stop at the boats just to make sure everything was okay at the boats. He was addicted to gambling. And he knew every time he had a business trip to Shreveport, what was going to happen, oh, he tried to ignore it. And then it got to the point when he got in his truck and didn't have a game plan that that's where he was going to go. He was tempted to lose everything he had. When I met him, he had lost everything. He'd lost job after job after job. He had lost his house. He'd lost the family farm. He'd lost his cars, his boats, the motorcycles he'd collected all his possessions, and his wife, and his kids. He'd lost all of those. And when I met him, he was just about to lose the last thing he had, his freedom. So he wound up 90 days in the county jail. He knew exactly where he was tempted and when it was going to happen. But he didn't know Jesus. He didn't know the one who can protect us from temptation. That when Jesus gave us the Lord's Prayer, included the petition, lead us not into temptation. He will never lead us into temptation. And when we say, deliver us from evil, He will always deliver us from the evil one. That's why He put that in the Lord's Prayer for us to pray. And when we forget that, we just start marching in lockstep the path the enemy wants. I had a, a woman friend who was a registered nurse who was an alcoholic. And she was tempted by the enemy every time she got angry. Whenever something made her angry, she would have to have a drink. And then another one. And then another one. And then another one. And soon, over a period of years, Everything made her angry. And so she drank all the time. She drank her way into big trouble too. She knew where she was when temptation hit. 
She knew where it was going to lead, but she didn't know Jesus. She didn't know Jesus. So where are you when you're tempted? When does he come at you? I suspect it's the same as with all of us. There are four words I want you to memorize and teach your children. These are danger signs for us if we don't know Jesus. If we don't remember that Jesus is with us, we're in trouble all the time because Satan's been around a lot longer than we are and he knows all the tricks in the book and he's incapable of telling the truth. So you've got to know Jesus. He is the malevolent, mischievous manipulator. And he waits patiently until four things. One of four things happen. Remember these words. It spells the word halt. H-A-L-T, which means stop. When you're hungry. We do strange things when we're hungry. When we don't recognize that we're hungry for the Word of God. When we're angry. We do horrible things when we let anger lead us. When we're lonely. And we all get lonely even in a crowd sometimes. And the fourth word is tired. When we're tired, we don't think clearly. And especially if we don't remember Jesus is with us, we get into trouble. So be very careful of the four warning signs. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. And when they all hit you at the same time, call on the name of the Lord. You see, we know where Jesus was tempted. We know how he responded because he stayed focused on who he is. He knew his mission was to save you and to save me. So he withstood every blow from the evil one. He took on all the pain and the shame and the burden and the guilt of our sins onto himself. Carried them to the cross and died for us and for our salvation, and rose on the third day so that he could provide through himself our way into eternity. When he ascended into heaven, he unlocked the gates of heaven for us. And so, you may not remember exactly every place it is where you are tempted by the evil one, but pay particular attention to the times you're hungry, angry, lonely or tired and remember to call on the name of Jesus every day and never forget that he is with you. You see, Jesus defeated Satan decisively. He has no authority over you or me except what we choose to give him. But when we remember that we have Jesus with us, we need not fear the evil one. He can rant and rave and growl and bark and that's all he can do because we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ who has taken care of him for us. But we need to remember Jesus during this season of Lent. Don't forget him. Not even for a day.